0: Welcome to a Golden Success Podcast, where I'll be sharing the real, raw, and honest accounts of crafting an authentically successful small business, and literally nothing is off limits. I'm Lisa, the founder of Golden Brands, a community and membership platform designed for creatives and small business owners navigating the early stages of their entrepreneurial journey. Join me weekly as we dive into insightful business topics that are going to empower you to take action to get you closer to that authentic version of business success. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 on how to grow your Instagram audience, and importantly how to not grow your Instagram audience. I'm going to be spilling like all of the tea, all of the strategies that I have tried over the past, I don't know, 8-9 years of business. Many things I would not recommend today, and many things might be a bit controversial, And not only will I be sharing all of the things I've had experience with, I'm also going to share some of the strategies that I've had clients try in the past when I had my social media management business. So everything from buying followers to buying Instagram accounts to doing the follow-unfollow strategy, we're going to dive into all of it. So I have had, I don't know, maybe... 15 or so of my own Instagram accounts now over the past 11 years, and some I have been able to grow to 5,000 or so plus Instagram followers, and I've also had experience growing clients' accounts in my social media management business to 20, 30k plus followers, and There's a few different strategies that I have found have worked really well, and a few that I would just say completely avoid and stay away from entirely. So what I would love to encourage you to think about, though, before we even dive into this episode, is why you want to grow your Instagram audience. Why? Like, what purpose is that going to serve for your business Do you need to be making 500 sales a week? Do you need to have 5,000 new people coming into your audience every month to be able to generate those 500 sales? Or are you a service-based business owner where you would be at capacity with like 20 clients? Say if you're a social media manager or a website designer or a graphic designer, you might only have capacity for like 20, 25 clients a year. So does it make sense to be putting so much time and effort into growing your Instagram audience to thousands and thousands of people? Or could you be nurturing the audience that you already have a little bit better so that you can make sales with the audience that you already have? That's just one thing I would love for you to consider because I have found as a small business owner, and I've definitely been guilty of this myself in the past, is that we get so caught up on the number of followers that we have. And it's this vanity metric that really does not matter. It serves no purpose for our business. And of course, there are scenarios where you do actually need to have a really large following. If you are maybe a product-based business or you sell digital products and you need to be selling a really, really high quantity, if you have a low ticket offering, then it makes sense. Obviously, you need to be working on growing your audience. so You've always got new people coming through your sales funnel. But for the majority of us, you probably don't actually need to have a really big audience. You just want to have it for that vanity metric. So this has been me in the past. Absolutely. I have just looked at that number and been constantly trying to grow it and grow it and grow it and putting so much time and effort into Instagram every single day to just grow that audience where I haven't really been nurturing that audience to make sales. I've just been wanting to grow grow the number that I see or my Instagram account. Another thing to remember is this is not going to happen overnight. There's no way, unless you go crazy viral, which you're probably going to attract the wrong audience, even if you do go viral. So again, that's not a great strategy for the majority of us. You're not going to see hundreds and hundreds of new followers overnight or thousands of new followers overnight. This is going to take time. But I've also found as you're audience grows it does get a little bit easier like I've for example I've got a friend who has nearly 500,000 followers and she gets thousands of new followers every day she also gets a huge amount of unfollows but because her audience is just so massive now like just by posting a reel she'll get thousands and thousands of new followers so it's always going up and down and it just happens a little bit easier now the growth because she's her account is so massive Let's firstly look at the Instagram growth tools. So I'm sure you've probably seen these being marketed um, across Instagram where they promise. So you sign up, you often pay on a monthly basis and they promise that they will engage with real followers from your account on your behalf to grow your audience so it's going to be real organic Instagram followers Um, they also this is actually read particular straight from one of their websites that they promise there'll be no bots no fake users and you'll be able to build your community with AI targeted Instagram follower growth so I trialed every single one of these programs that I could find when I had my social media management business so I spent a lot of money testing all of this and I did it from accounts that like it didn't really matter, like not not active accounts that I'm using daily. So I've got other just Instagram accounts that I could test things on. So that's, I use those accounts to sign up to these different programs. Uh, yeah, I trialed every single one that I could find and they all promise that you're not going to get any fake followers, but every single one of them, they were all fake followers. I did not get one single real follower From using any of these Instagram engagement growth tools. Um, And I won't name them all because I don't want to be here like just bashing out all of these programs. And this was a few years ago, so maybe they might have evolved and got a bit better over the past few years, but I highly doubt it. So what I saw within a week, probably a few hundred fake followers, and then that just continued to grow from there. They were all fake followers and it's very very obvious to tell like you'd click on one of these accounts they might only have a handful of posts that have been posted to their feed often all of those posts have been posted on the same day and then you look at their followers they have all of the same situation they're all fake I feel like it's pretty obvious now to tell a fake account Um, even just by the name and the profile picture you can often tell that this account if they've got like Sarah 8567483 245. Like, it's a fake account. Like, who would use that for their Instagram handle? No one. No one would use that. So those tools did not work. And I had a few clients also that trialed those tools. Um, One client in particular carried on using one of those tools. This was actually before she came on board as a social media management client. But she used one of those tools for, I think it was a couple years. And she grew her, her audience from 3,000 to 20,000 plus, but they were all fake, so she only, so she had 20,000 plus followers, 3,000 of them were actually the real ones, and you could tell, like, there was no community, there was no engagement on her feed, she had this high amount of followers, but it wasn't translating into anything, and like, it didn't serve any purpose for her business, it would have been Far better to spend that money in getting someone to engage for you, like getting a real person, a contractor to come into your Instagram account and engage with those 3,000 followers that you've already got and do some proactive engagement. That would have seen far better results than just paying one of these programs to build up your audience to 20,000 people of fake followers. Um, So one thing I would definitely, definitely not recommend trialing And of course, I have had um, other people in the past that I have worked with that have just went and bought a whole heap of fake followers, which you can just do and $50 and you get 10,000 followers or whatever it is. And again, it's just not serving any purpose for your account rather than looking like maybe initially when someone clicks into your account that you might be a little bit more established than what you really are. Um, definitely don't go down that path, and of course, Instagram is getting a lot cl- more clever now, and there's a chance that if you do buy fake followers, that you may lose your account. So is it really worth taking that risk? I don't think so. Also, going back to that Instagram growth tool, what was really annoying was once I cancelled those subscriptions, the fake fake followers just kept coming. Like they just kept coming in, like never, ever stop. So I ended up just deleting those accounts um, and I never used them again. So yeah, very, very frustrating. Another thing I have done in the past, I've actually done this personally. And I don't know if this is something I would recommend, um, but I don't hate this strategy. So what I did is I actually purchased Instagram accounts. So already established Instagram accounts. So let me give a bit of context to why I did this. So when I sold my wedding planning and styling business, I had to sell my Instagram account. And I had, while that was my business Instagram account, it was also kind of like my personal brand included in that business. Like I had a lot of personal photos and things I had to go through and delete all of those when I handed it over. And I think I had, may, I can't remember off the top of my head, maybe 4,000 followers or so on that account. Particularly a lot of people in the wedding industry, a lot of people based in Brisbane, which is where I lived at the time. And once I sold that account, that business, I wanted to get into coaching other wedding professionals. But of course, I didn't have an Instagram account to market those services to. And I had a friend who was also based in Brisbane who had a wedding-based business that she was closing and she had a couple different Instagram accounts, one she had already sold, and she had this other Instagram account, and I noticed she had sold um, her bigger one, a bigger Instagram account, and I messaged her, I'm like, can I buy the other one of you, which also had about three to 4,000 followers, and I could see that those followers that she had on that account were pretty much the same followers that I had had in my wedding planning business. So I was just buying an Instagram account with the same audience that I had already built up on my other on my other business account, if that makes sense. And I think I paid like $250 for it. So it saved me a whole heap of time because otherwise if I started from scratch and had to build up that account to 4,000 followers, that was going to take me, actually I think it was around 3,000 followers, it was going to take me a long time to do that. But this gave me a way that I could just start marketing instantly. I just went through the account, deleted all of the photos, changed the handle name, and then just started like fresh putting up my own content and engaging with my audience. And I was able to book clients within a few months once I took over that Instagram account to do my um, coaching for wedding professionals. So for $250, like it made sense. But I don't actually think technically you are allowed to sell Instagram accounts. I do just want to put a disclaimer there. I do remember reading in the Instagram terms that you're actually not meant to sell Instagram accounts. But a lot of people do do it. And in my situation, it did work really, really well. And I think because I was buying it from a friend who I could see had built... The exact audience that I was going to be marketing my services to, like it just made sense and it was an easy way to to get started with this new business that I was building. Another time I did actually reach out to, I've actually done this a few times in the past now that I think about it, I have seen, you know when people make those announcements on Instagram that we're closing our business or... Um, our business is coming to an end on this particular day or something along those lines but they're not selling it like this happens quite often particularly in product-based businesses where they just close they don't sell I have reached out to quite a few of those people that I've seen put up posts like that and say oh, hey what are you going to be doing with your Instagram account can I buy it off you and a few people have actually come back and said yes to me that they would be happy to sell it to me but I don't think I've actually ended up going through with it for a few different reasons. Um, Probably because I change my, ide- my mind about things all the time. So yeah, I'm not saying that you should follow this strategy, even though it did work well for me to buy Instagram accounts. There's a lot of things that you would need to consider, like is this the right audience? Do they even have an engaged audience? Because if you're buying a just stagnant Instagram account that has really, really low engagement, it's probably going to actually be easier for you to start a whole new... Instagram account from scratch and build up the audience and the engagement rather than trying to bring back to life an Instagram audience that's completely stagnant that you're just seeing no growth or engagement from. So just something to consider there. Another thing that I have seen people do is follow and then unfollow. So you go follow like 2,000 Instagram accounts in the hopes that out of that 2,000 accounts that you're following, Maybe four or five hundred of them, probably not that many, but maybe might follow you back because that's often what happens. You know, when you follow a new account, they often follow you back. And I will say, I am guilty of doing this once in the past, not in recent years, but quite a while back, I did do this. And yeah, it did work at the time, but I definitely would not recommend this strategy today. So, what I did is I went and followed like thousands of Instagram accounts and then I went and unfollowed them all so that I had my following back to probably just like the 500 people or so that I actually wanted to be following. This is so time consuming and just not a great strategy because, you know, people are going to notice that you've done this, that you've followed them and then you've unfollowed them and then they're probably just going to unfollow you. And I don't think there's a higher probability today that people are going to follow you back just simply because you followed them. You're probably going to have to put a bit more work in and follow them and actually engage with them and connect with them to get a follow back. So maybe just stay away from this strategy. But yes, I am guilty of that. Another thing I wanted to touch on is some common mistakes that I see business owners making when it comes to Instagram. So before we dive into a strategy you can use to grow your Instagram audience, it's really important to get like the foundations right. So you want to make sure that if you're putting time into growing, that when people land on your account, they're actually going to be interested enough in what you have to offer to hit the follow button. Otherwise, it's just going to be a big waste of your time. So a few common mistakes that I see people making is only putting out sales content This is just going to annoy your audience and lose your followers. No one wants to see every single post go up trying to sell to them. And yes, of course, you definitely do need to be selling to your audience, but not every single post. Um, You need to do this. You can do this for like your stories and, you know, jumping on to do like a live video. There's other ways you can do this rather than putting every single post up trying to sell to your audience. I also see accounts not experimenting or testing different things. So the reason why Instagram brings out new features all the time is because they want us to use them. They This should be a priority. Every time Instagram brings out a new feature, you just jump on the bandwagon and test it for your business to see if it's going to work. And I've also seen accounts like not testing different types of content as well. This is a common thing. Another thing, of course, is posting terrible quality content that is just not on brand. There needs to be some consistency and it doesn't need to be perfect. Absolutely not. Like this is 2024. No one cares about your perfect aesthetically looking Instagram feed. Like I actually don't like it when I see it because it just feels so, so fake. We want to see real content. We want to connect with real people, with real brands. But it still needs to be on brand. It still needs to have that look that people can identify as being content- relevant and related to your business. Another mistake I see people making is only posting educational content. So this was really, really big, like every single social media manager of the last, like me, myself included, when I had my social media management business, we always told clients to give more value, share more educational content. But what we're seeing now is Instagram is just flooded with educational content. And it's just so repetitive. If, for example, you might be like a website designer and you're sharing like your five top tips for landing more clients with your website or your five tip, top tips for creating a homepage, like that content is literally everywhere. Like, no one cares about the five top tips anymore. They want real content and they want content that is going to speak to them, hit on their pain points and connect. Like, and you want to be connecting with your audience as much as you can in the content that you put out. And I'm not saying don't put any educational content because you still want to be like positioning yourself as an expert, as someone who knows what they're talking about in your respective industry. But you don't want every single post to be educational. We could completely dive into that in a whole separate podcast episode, but I just want to touch on that quickly because there's no point spending time and effort and growing your audience if you just don't get those kind of key things right for for your business. And you also want to be making sure that your Instagram bio is optimized so that when people land on your profile, they know what you actually do. So your bio should include like what problem you solve, who you help. And a call to action is always good to include as well because you want people to take action when they land on your profile. So think about keywords here that your audience might search for and just make it short, concise, clear. So for example, for Golden Brands at the moment, I think ours is we help small business owners create authentic success or something along those lines, like really just short, concise. And another thing is you just want to make sure that you are posting consistently and that your posts are of, value and or brand I'm um, going back to those points that I covered before and that your content is speaking directly to your audience and it's connecting with them. So how do I grow my audience? I'm gonna share this one simple strategy that absolutely anyone can do and it works and this is what I do at the moment to grow my Instagram audience. And this can be adapted slightly depending on what your goals and objectives are for your business right now. And depending like what stage of business that you're in. This is what I call my 15 minute engagement strategy. So every day on Instagram, I commit to engaging for 15, sometimes 20 minutes or so. So I was finding that I was spending maybe an hour to an hour and a half every single day on Instagram and I was not engaging. I was just scrolling, reading my DMs or, you know, just consuming content, not creating content in any way or not engaging. And I thought that time could be far better spent actually trying to connect with the audience I've already got, nurturing them and growing like expanding my audience so that I can also reach new people. So this 15-minute engagement strategy is broken up into three key parts. And again, you can completely tailor this to what your goals are for your business, but let's just kind of go through an example here. So for the first five minutes, you are going to find five posts in your feed that you can engage with. And I'm not just talking here about going and liking five posts or just commenting a bunch of um, love hearts or thumbs up, like actually writing genuine, thoughtful comments on five different posts. Ideally, if you can do more, do more. But as a minimum, five for five minutes, you'll get quicker and quicker at this, the more and more you do it. Just focus on commenting. And this is really going to help to connect with people that you already follow, build up that engagement those people are far more likely then to come back over to your account and engage with your content as well, or it could be a really great way to spark conversation. So first five minutes, engage with five posts in your main feed. For the second five minutes, you're going to engage with five Instagram stories. So quickly flick through your Instagram stories And engage with five of them. And again, I'm not saying just leave an emoji or a reaction. Like, actually write a comment. And this can be a really great way to open up conversation with the people that you have in your audience. So this will be really quick, too. You can easily get through five in five minutes. So as you do this more and more, definitely increase this and try and get as many done as you can in that five minutes. And then for the third and final five minutes, you're gonna be doing some proactive engagement where you're actually finding accounts that you don't yet follow to engage with. So this could be five accounts in your explore tab, it could be five like influencer, market leader type accounts that you can go and engage with, it could be five people that are in your industry, or it could even be people that are engaging with your competitors. (laughs) Go and find five accounts that you can start those connections with. And you might want to follow them as well and then use that time to be putting some comments on their stories or on their posts to drive that engagement. So that's a really quick example of how you could break up with that 15 minutes. And obviously, depending on your goals and your objectives in business, you can alter this so that it suits what you're focusing on at the moment. But I can promise you, if you spend... 15 to 20 minutes every single day engaging, you are going to see results. It's just inevitable. You will absolutely see results. So use the time that you're spending just aimlessly scrolling more productively to be engaging. A quick tip here, something that I do to find accounts to be engaging with, is I go to my list of followers and I filter it by the accounts that I engage with the least. And then I go through and I just... Do a quick check like, should I still be following these accounts if I'm not engaging with them whatsoever? Um, It may mean that I need to remove a couple of those people from my follower follower list, but I use this as a great way to go through and start engaging with different businesses that I otherwise probably would never think to go and search and engage with. So, obviously, there was a reason why I initially had follow to follow those people, so I do make an effort to engage with the accounts that I'm. Um, that I can see that I haven't engaged with in the past that I'm following. So that's just a quick and easy way. If you're struggling to find accounts to be engaging with, go to your followers and filter it by the least engaged. What I would also recommend here with your engagement strategy is to use the time straight after you post to your feed, like if you post a reel or an image or a carousel, whatever it may be to your feed, use that time straight after you post something to then go and engage because that's a really, really great time to be on your account as you're posting um, or as you're putting up stories. Use that time then to engage and just be conscious of when your audience is most active online. Like for me, I know if I post in the mornings between 9 a.m. and 12 p.m., my content just bombs. It's just like a complete waste of my time to post. No one sees it and it just gets lost and yeah, just not a great time for me. But then if I post in the afternoons or evenings, my content typically performs a lot better and I get a lot more engagement. And I've also noticed that Saturday and Sunday are not good times for me to be posting either. So do take note of what you find works well for you and for your business. If, for example, you sell products to new mums, then posting in the middle of the night could be a good time. (laughs) Yeah, I would highly recommend to be aware of that and to see, start to notice those patterns for when your audience is most active online. I hope that you've enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear like what growth strategies you have found have worked well for your business or perhaps the ones that haven't worked very well. Like please feel free to send me a DM. I'd love to hear from you. And I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week. I will speak to you all again very soon.